Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. This is usually where the list in your boy is, but Jimmy is out at, per usual. He's missed like, he's on that Lesnar schedule, but this show still brought to you by our friend, twitter.com slash destiny FOMO. If you're into gaming, you're into wrestling, give her a follow. Uh, we don't have her wonderful little frame up here because I have a special guest. We got Sugar Dunkerton. How's it going, man? How y'all living? I had to bust out the professional mic on y'all today because it. it's like it's fightful. So you gotta bust it, you gotta bust the whole kit out. You know what I'm saying? As they would say. But because if there's anything that we are, it's professional. That's for sure, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, have you seen the content? Okay, yes. fair. Fair. Uh in, in between a guy stapling a picture of ass cheeks onto his own ass. Uh yeah, I mean, sure. We're we're plenty professional, but we're gonna talk about the news. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, and we got a, an interesting perspective because, quite frankly, I think a lot of the news that we're going to talk about today, either directly or indirectly, affects you and your career with Ring of Honor news, with MLW news, and the free agent market getting flooded. I mean, oh yeah, I, I'm sure you've had a lot of friends. It's impacted you. This week's probably been a wild one. Yeah, we've had a... When I saw the list of subjects that you were talking about on Twitter, I was already like... Whew. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's like um I no matter what opinion you have, somebody's gonna have something contrary. So I'm not here to sugarcoat. I don't the beauty of you having me is I don't have a spot to protect. So I'll just keep it real, whatever the subject matter is. So yeah. Well, guys, if you're watching here on youtube.com slash fightful, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. You can also send a super chat. To get your question or statement read right on the air, we are going to encourage you guys to use Streamlabs. There's a pinned tweet or a pinned post. Uh, that's a great way to donate to us that YouTube doesn't take a giant cut of. But we'll read your questions or statements on the air as well. We got D'Lo saying, Lawyer, Shug D in the building. Well, we're, we're <laughs> I mean, we don't want to make the news too depressing. So I don't know if we should be talking about that. Uh, yes. Uh, like, the, the, the Twitter court of law doesn't bring me the joy it used to. I, I found out how shysty the system is, but you know, for and the people, right case, I'll get back on it. 
it's it's a rigged system. It really is. And oh, absolutely. Uh, and it, it was from the get go. But let, let's talk about some of the news that again does affect you. Uh, last week, as as we were on the air, it was revealed that Ring of Honor would be taking a break first quarter of 2022. And then news shortly emerged. Oh, by the way, everybody's getting released from their contracts. Uh, the people that have deals through this year will be paid through this year. Otherwise, they're paid until March 31st, 2022. Uh, I have spoken with numerous people who uh, who spoke highly of ROH during the pandemic and how they were treated and they were paid during that period. They were kept very safe. They didn't have any breakouts. And now there's a situation where so many people are brokenhearted because there were a lot of people who loved to work there, Shug. Like a ton mm. of people just really loved it. They liked the schedule. Some of them could keep day jobs if they wanted to and still make a full-time salary. What were your thoughts when you first heard this news? And uh, completely separate of what it's going to do to the indies, what were your thoughts when you heard uh, ROH is going away and they're probably going to come back as a super indie? So, oh man, like, uh, so there was a lot of things. It's, it was, it was pretty surreal because a lot of things changed, but this is the three, this is the three biggest things that I took from it when it first happened, when I first heard about it. The, the first thing is, uh, it makes, it makes you wonder what was really going on financially for a moment. I always joke around a lot with some of my friends. It's just, I wish I could open up the accounting books of companies and see how the money is coming in and how it's coming out. Um, I don't understand the business model for ROH or impact. I, I don't know if they're there to provide cost effective video content for Sinclair and Anthem. Like I don't understand where that comes from. Access doesn't have commercials during impact, like except for access stuff. ROH car shield ain't paying them that much. Like, right. So I, I'm with you. Like, I don't know where they're making money. So, and then you're looking at how much money is going out, who they're signing, who they're putting on full-time deals, all this other stuff. But I'll be honest with you. I kind of noticed a, a shift with them when I noticed, like I was seeing a lot of my, um, a lot of good friends of mine, like the O'Shea Edwards of the world, the Trisha Doras of the world, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like if it were a year ago, they would have got the full lockdown deal. But now you're seeing a lot more of, high level paper appearances in company yeah. because that's money you don't have to put out unless they use you. Even AEW is taking advantage of that with the tier zeros, right? Yes. So the thing that immediately came to mind is what's the money looking like? I hate to see a company that was bothering to take care of people and make sure that they were safe and make sure they were still paid and all this other stuff like that. It was a promotion that actually did the right thing by the workers and they ended up paying for it in the very end. And my third thought was, okay, so you're releasing everybody out of their contracts. Immediately, everywhere else gets flooded. You've got like primo talent that's out there ready to get snatched up. So I heard the word hiatus. So I'm old school, old school. I guess whatever counts for old school right now. <laughs> and I remember the last time I heard hiatus was before Eric Bischoff was set to buy WCW. And you yeah. saw what happened. Like it never came back. There's so many companies that say that they're going on a hiatus. Lucha and I hope that that's indeed the case. But I think what's going to end up happening and mark my words on this prediction, they're going to take their time off. I have faith that they'll come back. But by that time, 
GCW will be in the slot that ROH once held. And I don't think that's like too far-fetched to be able to say. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, Man, so there are a lot of broken hearts here. A lot of people that, quite frankly, Jonathan Gresham could have went probably anywhere he wanted. And he went went back to Ring of Honor. There were a lot of people that could have went a lot of different places. And they went to Ring of Honor. They liked the schedule. They liked the work there. Now, the word is, and this is the word, we don't know like really what's going to happen, that they won't come back with contracts. They'll come back and use whoever's available. Interestingly enough, Effie and AJ Gray are at these sets of tapings. I'll mm-hmm. have more on that this week, but they, they are not signed, obviously. This was something that was in motion beforehand. But um, this could maybe be beneficial for the indies or maybe cost some people spots. Like as a person who is not struggling for indie bookings in yourself, how do you look at this with this talent that is going to be flooding the market? Because not all these people are going to get the same kind of deals. They got an ROH in other companies. So um, a few things, a few things to think of that, but, but before I guess we focus inward is something I want to put outward too. Um, The GCW effect has already got people talking. Just the fact that they had that tag match, the Briscoes are already GCW tag team champions. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like now with the circumstances, it's like GCW is giving more of the rub to ROH yeah. at this point than vice versa. Like at first that was probably like a mutual thing, but I think GCW is going to overtake. Um, I think if they go to a super indie, you can't look at that as anything but a step down because now you're essentially PWG with a syndication deal. Yes, that's we're back to Murphy wreck ROH, but with more budget and their their syndication deal could prevent them from bringing in a lot of people that PWG GCW do, because I get the feeling that AEW and impact aren't going to be as keen on letting their wrestlers pop up on Sinclair broadcast network. Now, forbidden door, yada, yada, yada here and there, it'll be okay. But the excuse that you always got for PWG not having streaming was, well, they're using people that are signed. Well, as we see, GCW does that just fine. There are ways around that. But Sinclair Broadcast Network syndication is a whole lot different than streaming on fight. Yeah, it's it's totally different. It's totally different uh, hoops that you have to jump through. Now, as far as like me being an active, like active professional independent wrestler, the thing about it is um, the market was flooded already. And the thing that I think people don't keep in mind is the fact that it's not even other independent wrestlers that you have to have to deal with. It's the fact that to me, there's seven major companies. Right. And I always forget one. So let me make sure you got WWE, (laughs) you got AEW, you got Impact. You got ROH, you got MLW, you got NWA, and you got New Japan. That's the way that I look at it. It's the seven majors, right? Yes. Of the seven, six of them will let you work wherever, or at the very least, you got to talk to them and you can work wherever. So as an indie wrestler, you're not just competing for spots with other indie wrestlers. You're competing for spots with other contracted talent who have a market on TV and and a way of being seen who could also get indie spots as well. And we're seeing that get very prevalent. So with this ROH thing, it threw the mix off because now there's nobody to talk to. They can go work whoever they want to work. I'm sure there's going to be some top level guys that get signed. But like I said, bringing GCW up again, they already snatched up Bandito. 
already um got the Briscoes as tag champs. Um, personally, if I'm AEW or I'm Impact, I'm beating down Jonathan Grisham's door. Oh, of course. what are you doing? What it, do you got going on? New Japan it, too. And there, there are heavy criticisms on AEW of representation within their roster. Like, I don't know how you don't immediately see Jonathan Gresham. And I've said this over and over again. Vince McMahon's explanation of Taz on the Rise and Fall of ECW documentary, he called him mm-hmm. ECW's sawed-off monster. That, that's not a gimmick. Jonathan Gresham can do that. Like, a normal person might walk up to Jonathan Gresham and be like, hey, little fella, and then he ties him up into a knot and there's not shit anybody can do about it and me, i think there's something like let me put my booker t voice on real quick yeah yeah that man jonathan christian he's, he's yoked okay he's yes. out here on these streets he's he's yoked up making it do what it do that's why he's in my fate five okay he's built like a fire hydrant and you stand about as good of a chance of knocking him over as one uh like the guy is just special i think shane taylor should get looks from AEW as well like that guy, that the whole, that, the, the whole, whole That's yes, a package. Shane Taylor promotions, bring them all in, bring and, them all in. And my thing with STP is with AEW being such a group based company, bring the click in, just bring yeah. the whole click in and it's set. And the thing that you were talking about earlier about representation, there you have it. Like between them bringing in Lee Moriarty, you got Leo Rush. Um, they're actually doing something with, uh, Dante, Dante Martin until Darius comes back. Um, you got Scorpio back in a prominent position again with the men of the year and America's top team. Um, it looks like they're trying to get back to Hobbs bulldozing things. They yeah. do stuff with Sonny here and there. And my thing is that's missed money all around with Sonny Kiss if you're not making yeah. full usage of that. But you you sprinkle a little STP in there. Personally, um, I feel like if Grisham was still trying to have his freedom and ROH is going super indie anyway, I feel like we really, really throw it back to the Danielson era. Put the ROH title on him at final battle. Let him defend the title and keep honor alive during the four months that they're on hiatus. And then you can figure out what you want to do after the fact. He still keeps you. He still keeps you prevalent. He still keeps you prominent. And Grisham is one of those guys. If he says he wants to work your company and defend the ROH belt, you're going to take that phone call. Yes. I, I look at this roster and it's like obviously Bandito Roosh, uh, the the Luchas they're they're gonna have work. Dan Housen will be booked three times every single weekend when he's healthy. We'll talk about him shortly. EC three, EC three is probably going back to Impact. Uh, I, I could I could imagine them bringing him in. The Briscoes will work probably wherever they want. Uh, I think Roxy will get multiple offers after she showed what she could do. There's gonna be a lot of people that that get picked up immediately. And then there will be some people that might surprise people that don't want to sign full time. Like I could, I could see a guy like Dalton Castle being like, mm, I don't really want to sign a full time deal. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. The one I think people aren't talking about enough that um, I can't wait to see what's next is Jay Lethal. Yeah, Jay's been uh, our like. Anytime Jay ends up somewhere, he puts in a real strong body of work for a while, and then he does his thing. He's had a really, really, really strong body of work since he came back to ROH after the TNA release. Only only television and world champion at the same time. Longest reigning, all that good stuff like that. Um, I sometimes wonder, it's like, 
does he make the AEW play or does he does I th- I think the I think a lot of people aren't looking at it this way. Does he make the Vince play? Is it time? Yeah. I mean, Dominic Mysterio, I interviewed him for Fightful Magazine, which you guys can check out at fightfulmag.com, and he spoke very highly of Jay Lethal and mm-hmm. I'm sure WWE, uh, after hearing the the trusting hands that that Dominic was in from Ray, I'm sure that won't hurt either. And uh, this is far from the only indie related news that we've got because MLW, which books a lot of people that that aren't signed, has started to release people. And from what I understand, this their, their releases are kind of through. They released Boo Kudao, Beastman, and Leo Bryan, who weren't used a ton, but then. Right. You got Mance Warner, who had been angling for his release. Jordan Oliver, who was used heavily, very heavily there. They're bringing in Enzo Amore. They're bringing in uh, some new, new people, uh, Narls Garvin. They're, they're bringing in a new crop of people. Unfortunately, like a day later, Mance Warner screwed up his leg. Dan Housen. Same show. I was same show. Dan Housen, within minutes... Almost the same injury, it seems like. They both mm-hmm. both have tibia and fibula injuries. Surgery for Mance earlier this week. Uh, surgery for Dan Housen Friday. So we've got a company that is very clearly scaling back in MLW in some sense. They're bringing in some new people. You've got ROH kind of going away. You've got two of the most booked indie stars that are on the shelf for a while. This has completely changed the face of independent wrestling for the next probably five, six months. It seems. Um, I, I would imagine at the very least, cause like the, the thing that kills me about the, the Mance and the Dan Housen injuries, especially both of them have, they literally happen the same show mm-hmm. one match after the other. So like Mance with Fandango, he takes a bad spill to the outside, come to find out he got his injury. And then um, Warhouse when I got the, when hurt. I got the report, I was yeah. like, "Oh no, you mean Mance got hurt?" And they're like, "No, Danhausen got hurt right after." I was I was like waiting because I was like, "Somebody got their wires crossed, surely." Mm-mm. Same same type of injury, minutes away. Unreal. Dude, gor- Gorilla at NGW was almost scared to send me and uh, No Way Jose out because it was just like. Every match we've been having so far, somebody's been getting hurt. It's like, are y'all good? Are y'all sure y'all want to go? Yeah. And you could tell the energy kind of came out of the room a minute because it's like those are two beloved characters. And the crazy part was the Warhousing versus Renegades of Flight Tag match was supposed to kind of get people back in the mood after what happened with Mance. And then Dan Housing goes down too. Oh, man. So on top of that, the other thing that you have to look at, too, is you're right. They are heavily booked. They are heavily busy. And most of all, they're free agents. So now's the time to really, really, really show what you can do because you're entertaining potential shoppers. And unless somebody's going to take a chance to sign them while they're injured right now, they're down for the count. And then they have to get back in the market when they get healthy. And that's crazy, man. I I, I hate that about this hate business. It. But at the same time, I think they've got a loyal enough fan base where they'll be able to pull through. They'll be able to get it. Dan Housen is like a marketing machine right now. So I, I feel like him wrestling isn't even like <laughs> the iceberg of the money yes. that he can make. And uh, uh, RJ City yeah. walked so Dan Housen could run. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> Once uh, I saw Dan Housen on coffee packs, I was like, okay, he's got it. He's got it. He's good. He's good. 
Oh, we've got a bunch of super chats, guys. Thank you all so much. You can donate on on YouTube, or you can hit up that Streamlabs link. Uh, Matt Olson says, "Hey, SRS and Shug, do you see another company buying ROH? And if not, what can they do to freshen up and become a top player in the wrestling world again? Could this be the death of ROH? I think it could be the death of ROH as we know it. I think they could become a bit of a destination as a super indie. I think that the ROH name carries enough." If they book the right people, if they cater, if they portray themselves more as a PWG than the, the ROH we've seen of late, mm-hmm. people might become more attracted to it because nobody was going to a lot of those shows. Sad, sad to say, but um, and, and the talent was unreal on those shows. It's just that there wasn't a lot of buzz behind them. Do you see somebody swooping in and maybe trying to buy them? So it's a double edged sword, right? Because, um, okay, on one end, them going the super indie route, it's ROH. It's yes. always going to have equity. Like, I don't think there is beat down when you hear the name. Like, I, 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 they're far from beat down when you hear the name. Like, for instance, like when you hear CZW nowadays, it's like all the bloom has come off of that. Yes. And it's like they're trying to come back and God bless them for it. But it's like during that time while they were down and out, a lot of people jumped ahead of them when it was all said and done, yeah. right? So with ROH, people were just really starting to get back into it because they were doing that real sports presentation again, and the matches were getting together, the rise of Gresham, STP, Bandito on top, all that other good stuff, the women's division really kicking ass, all that good stuff like that. And then um, now it's, 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 a, it's a hard break when everybody else is really putting their foot on the gas. So naturally, yeah, it does look like they're losing some footing, right? So off name value alone, I feel like they'll still get asses in the seats. The problem that you're running into is what are the expectations of the company? And is it worth Sinclair still trying to hold on to it? I think if it gets sold, it goes private. And again, this sounds crazy as hell, but I'm going to say it again. I wouldn't be super, super, super surprised if, say, um, another company were to buy assets of ROH. And I still want to know what's going on with that tape library, because from what the rumors are saying, it's the tape library. At first, I thought it was the tape library. They said it was from 2012 up. But now new rumors are saying it's from the very beginning up. Uh, How about this? How about this? Today on Fightful Select. I got the news. FightfulSelect.com. I got the news. And I'll tell you off the air. Okay. FightfulSelect.com. I got the news. Because here's the thing. If it's 2002 up, like from Murphy Wreck all the way up, if I'm, if, if I'm, if I'm uh Tony two times con. Yes. That that's how you launch your network. That's because I get all in back. Yes. When I get all in, you get all in back. You've got an in with Thunder Rosa. You can be like Thunder Rosa. Let's stream your Mission Pro shows over here too. Let's let's do that, Cody. Let's stream your Nightmare Factory stuff here too. Like you get all this supplemental stuff that isn't going to cost you a lot. A lot of these people will be very happy for their wrestlers to have that platform type of thing, and you get additional footage. I to me, the ROH library is got to be super valuable to right. AEW and what they can do. It could be. It is to them what the WCW footage is to the WWE network, I think, because it was the precursor for so much of their roster. And if you look at if you look at who the guys were, like you can you can pick any era, 
you got top guys that went on to do even bigger stuff at least somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like from all sorts of places. So you got compilations for days. You got matches yes. for days. You got stories for days, promos for days. And it's like, it may not be worth as much to WWE at this point because they're outsourcing their stuff. And a lot of the guys that they made stars when they came there have left. So maybe that footage isn't as important to them. But for AEW, goldmine. Goldmine, yes. goldmine, goldmine, goldmine. And for anybody that's trying to buy ROH, um, I feel like you're not getting the entire deal if you don't get the tape library too. Oh man. And we got somebody saying they could actually use the all in name. They already own the all in name. AEW owns that name. They just haven't used it for obvious reasons since then. Right. Throwback says, could a company like Disney ESPN take a shot at bringing them into the fold? Is that possible? And unless for some reason they wanted the video library, ESPN and Disney could start their own promotion and just do as well like they're not retaining any of these contracts or anything so there's no reason i mean i don't think they're big enough uh, like i don't think they're big enough for them to be a target that's why everybody keeps saying wwe yeah like if i'm disney i want wwe i want that yes and plus they've proven that they could buy superpowers anyway like you know marvel you know all that good stuff like that like these are big big properties WWE to me is kind of a drop in the water in comparison to everything else that they've bought. If that's what they want to do. Joey bag of donuts says ROH invasion angle and AEW. Let's go. I mean, if they acquire ROH, sure. But until they do, I don't, I don't see the benefit. Uh, I I think it goes kind of the way of like, I I feel like they had, if they wanted to do an invasion angle, we had that opportunity to see it with impact never went through invasion angles. Usually don't go, very well anyway the only one i think that's of greatness was roh and czw and that was an mm-hmm. exception not the rule so yeah dr six fingers esquire says from one lawyer to another you had one job <laughs> love to see the breakout start of the pandemic season one chopping it up on fightful black excellence oh man is that pandemic season one cancel it <laughs> cancel the show i want off i want off chris rain says awesome to see suge on the show it was a pleasure to meet and talk with you on the jericho cruise how was the jericho cruise bro <laughs> what a time uh what a time um it was just cool to be able to uh one get to see a lot of people i ain't seen in a while sure and as a wrestling fan or even just somebody that just is into activities as a whole. I feel like the Jericho Cruise has got a lot going on for a lot of different people. I know they're quickly trying to do another one in March to get yeah. it back on schedule again. So, but they had a crazy waiting list anyway. So I think they'll probably be able to fill it. But I had a great time. DJ some parties, did some karaoke, got to uh catch up with a bunch of people and whatnot. Um, it was really special, and I felt really humbled that a lot of people remembered uh the pineapple Pete era, and you know, I didn't have the Virgil line. You know, like when we did the autograph sign, I wasn't just yeah. sitting there just like, oh you know, no, like there was actually action going on. But um, I know there were news reports uh, talking about how rough it was. <laughs> Six hour line. Yeah, man. Um, so let me clear some stuff up as somebody that was there. And like I said, I don't have a reason to shill. I don't have a reason. I don't have no spot to protect. Nobody's going to give me a phone call talking about I'm released because I say something. Yeah. Um. Long story short, as talent even, when we came in there, right, the talent is supposed to be uh, ushered ahead anyway so that we're already there and then, you know, all that other good stuff. 
So what happened was when we got to the actual port, when we were ready to do that, the terminal, um, half of the nursing staff that was responsible for the tests that were being administered um, had either walked off or clocked out. So they were not moving through that line as fast as possible. And it wasn't just um, general passengers. It was for talent, too. Yeah. So talent were waiting a very, very long time. The ship was supposed to leave at like... I want to say like I want to say like the ship was supposed to leave probably around like three or four, and we didn't end up shipping off till about like seven or eight. So, um, if anything, it was it was a lot to do behind the scenes with what was going on medically and what kind of staff yeah. that they had to work with and whatnot. So I don't want anybody thinking it was crazy. And then you getting tested and double tested. You had to yeah. be vaccinated and you had to get tested again. So everybody that was doing the whole Corona cruise thing, I hear you, but like you got jobs that people go to that don't keep it that safe. So it is what it is. And you can still mask up. Well, you know what? If you want to test positive for an erect penis, check out our friends at bluechew.com, bluechew.com and the code fightful. Sir. <laughs> I'm a wholesome male. Like you, you blue chew and the code Fightful will get to your first shipment free. Don't put the camera on me. Just pay $5 shipping. Test Don't positive. screen cap this. Test Whoever's positive. Doing this, do not screen cap. For that performance that you want. Maybe, maybe things aren't shipping off on schedule for you and you're looking to get it back on track. Blue chew does that. The same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Maybe somebody else is clocked out, walked off, and you're looking to entice them. You say, Faye Jackson put you up to this, didn't she? I can do better, you say. Well, you don't have to wait in line, not for a ship, not at the doctor, not at the pharmacy, not when you use bluechew.com and the code Fightful. Prepared and shipped direct in the USA. Man. The only blue chew that I'm on is Tropical Starburst blue flavor, okay? But I respect the hustle. Do what you got to do. This is all Faye Jackson's fault. She's probably paid for that spot and put, you know what? I'm, don't nobody have no Why would cap. a virgin do something like that? Sir. Okay, she's about as okay. I'm not trying to be that person, but she's about as much of a virgin as I am albino. Okay, all right, you're albino. Wow, that's I didn't know that, Sean. Break it. You could have saved that for the paywall at least, Sean. Come on, man. Let me do the let me do the extreme close up, Sean. (laughs) Sean. Uh, people are, are claiming I need to be on trial now. Uh, the trial of SRS coming soon. Welcome to no, Punk with gonna, SRS. They're not going to try you because it's a crooked system. That's why I'm just looking at you and judging you. Look at the camera. I'm cl- I'm close, Sean. Look at me. I'm looking at it. Look at me. Okay? I'm looking at you. I don't know why I got the accent when I did it that time. That's the just, Captain Phillips thing. Okay. You get your first shipment free. Ship ship me some some couth, okay? Stop it. Continue. Nikolai says, "Man, SRS doing wholesome gang leader and fellow Augusta area native Shug Dirty with that ad read." Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Man, 
That's a good time. Hey, we got some more super chats from you wonderful people. William Lay, he says, SRS and WrestleTalk merch. I know I'm behind the times, but I just got my FTF shirt. Man, I got that thing over like 15 months ago. But hey, thank you. I get to hit up WrestleTalk and say, give me my royalties. I just told y'all not to screen cap the 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 blue the blue chew thing and now the screen cap is up and then you ain't even get a good shot of my face you got the you got the bit where i look scared and 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 disheveled y- y'all y'all don't love me like y'all say y'all do y'all don't love me like y'all say y'all do everybody anyway. please please screenshot that and tag him in it that way everybody knows you can get your first shipment free i mean what a deal what Somebody's saying why I'm yelling because I'm being disrespected. That's why that's why oh, I'm yelling. No. William Bantis has just got here. Such a pleasant surprise to see Suge. It always is. We always love having him here. Oh boy. Uh we got some actually I'll get to some other super chats before the Bray Wyatt thing. But obviously Matt Reichel says sending this, wishing nothing but love to John Moxley and Renee Paquette and their family. Uh, Moxley is going to be doing an inpatient alcohol rehabilitation program. Good on him recognizing it. He's got a wonderful support system. I've 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 been uh, fortunate enough to meet his mom. Actually, she was backstage at the Cleveland AEW show that Awesome Kong cut my hair at, and I remember mm-hmm. I was as it happened. Like she's this wonderful like like woman, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she probably thinks this is crazy. I'm getting my hair cut off with a hook knife. But then I thought about it. I'm like, she's John Moxley's mom. This is yes. like. This doesn't even register for her and like crazy stuff she's seen. So my 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 one John Moxley story, and I think it sums up who he is as a person. Okay. I have like a weird who's who of who I've wrestled, right? So 2010 Peterson Cup, I wrestled John Moxley in the second round, right? So the night before, when they're announcing the matches and whatnot, they're like, Sugar Duckerton and John Moxley. Even I'm like. <laughs> I don't know who booked this, but okay. So he finds me uh, later that night when we're at the Applebee's waiting to get paid, right? It's a, it's a style story. I'll tell you another day. Yeah. But he comes up and he's like, yeah, man. So uh, we're, we're, we're doing the thing tomorrow and everything like that. You can do whatever you want to do, but I just want to tell you one thing. And I'm like, okay, what's up? Like I'm getting, you know, cause this is like a, this for me, it's like a big deal, you know? So I'm like, okay, man, whatever you want to do. What's up? He's like, you do the basketball thing, right? Like, yeah, I do. He's like, I don't give a fuck what you do, but you gotta let me hit you with the basketball, okay? All right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and it's like in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking of all these moves I've never done. I'm trying to get my fire pro move list together for yes. like this big six star matchup in Tokyo that we're gonna be doing. It's like. You let me do that basketball, and then we'll worry about the rest. We're not going to do a fucking thing, man. Yeah. And um, we do the match. And um, there's a point in the heat spot. And there's pictures out there where he's, like, literally beating the crap out of me with the basketball, right? Yeah. And then he goes to the top rope to, like, dunk it on my head. And then I come up with the with the straight, like, uh, I come up with the straight Mutombo and just smack it out of his head and be like, no, no, no. And he bumped his soul for that. <laughs> that let me know the type of guy that this guy is. Um, <sighs> that said, it's brave of him to be able to come out and uh, put that out in public and face that demon, especially because a lot of wrestlers are big on keeping that stuff and then yeah. they find out when it goes bad so i'm wishing them the best i hope everything works out for him and i hope all, he gets back safe 
always been an A plus dude to me, and the the few times I've I've spoken with him, and everybody knows Renee. Renee's more public. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman. So uh, a lot of love to them. Throwback says this is the show is like a Chelmsford ginger ale and Utz chips on a summer night in front of a fire pit. What does that mean? That's Brit speak, buddy. Those Utz chips, or um, if you could get like the prime cocktail chips, the things are excellent. Um, he is he, definitely. He sent me a Brit bunch food. of Boston stuff one time, like a bunch of Boston candies. But man, oh, I don't know what those oh, are. Man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Joel Wood says we're down to one month before Gargano's contract is up. Any idea on the likelihood of him staying? It's, it's oh, all about I, the deal. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, his deal is up in about one month. Um, I'll have more on it on Fightful Select next week. Please subscribe, guys. But that's a big one for them. That <laughs> he is, and that is also an, an industry adjusting name hitting the circuit because he was booked everywhere before he was in WWE. Right, and if he hit the market. And whether, regardless of where he went, he wouldn't be struggling for work. Uh, when you see that, and we saw Adam Cole leave, we saw Brian Danielson leave, and they were admittedly happy there. What does that say to you that such a big name is is approaching four weeks away? I believe it, it's just crazy to me because the thing about it is we're getting to the point where, um, and this is why I say people need to put more respect on the indies as a whole right now because, like, um, the the the, the battle cry is go to AEW. Every time somebody yeah. is about to leave, it's go to AEW. Everybody can't go to AEW. Hold on. Why? This you did. It's my last close-up for the evening. Everybody can't go to AEW. I only say this. I like AEW as a product. I love all good wrestling. I even love bad wrestling because you learn from things when you watch bad wrestling. The thing about it is it gets to a point where, uh, and I think MLW is kind of finding that out. That's why they're making movements that they're making. You only got so many people you could use meaningfully. Um, somebody asked if that's pineapple pea. Yes, sugar, it, it is pineapple pea. You went to AEW. Everybody can't go to AEW. Yes, I, I, went to I went to AEW. I got my hair cut on their show. It was a pandemic. I had to cash some checks, man. Like it was, it was what it was. Um, but the thing about it is it's like uh you you have to look at a lot of it's it goes back to almost the WWE thing when WWE had like everybody under contract. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, they got like one of the greatest rosters assembled, but like one third of the roster isn't even being used. So they're just sitting there and collecting sure. a check and you're forgetting that they got people on contract, right? Mm -hmm. AEW situation is a little different because they've got the tier zeros. They got all these different grades of contract. So it's like, they're not losing money, not doing something with anybody. Cause it's not like they're paying guarantees. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you want people to go certain places because you want to see them do hopefully 
meaningful things, meaningful storylines, feuds, matches, all that other good stuff like that. So if everybody goes to the place that you want to go and they only got so much TV time, what's the use? Because somebody's either got to get bumped or somebody's got to sit down. So I just want to see a little bit more spreading of the wealth or just um, you get to the point where it's almost like – it's the old girlfriend analogy where she says she wants to buy a pair of shoes. It's like, so where are you going to put them? You got all these shoes, but it's like, where are you going to put them? Then you got shoes under the bed. You got shoes in the closet. You got shoes on the rack. You forgot you bought this. Oh, I had these shoes here for two years. Yeah, you did. You know, now we don't even think about those shoes anymore. a good anymore. point. Right. Bunch of super chats. Tyrone Kid says, with all the sad news going on, ROH, Mox, Bray, we should lighten the mood. So, Suge, when are you getting the wholesome gang back? Hashtag Virgin Faye. I, I never lost it. Um, Faye is out doing what she does, which is spelling lies and causing chaos. And she's claiming that she is the leader of the wholesome gang. I have never stopped being the leader of the wholesome gang. I'm still the CEO. I never sold it. Um, it is mine. There's no bill of sale. The same way I own the name Pineapple Pete legally um, is the way that I own wholesome gang. So okay. uh, whenever I'm ready to send her a cease and desist letter, I will. But until then, I'm going to let her uh, indulge in her fantasies. And I'm going to go back to doing what I do right here, which is as, having a As great if time. she is one to ever have fantasies. Uh, right. King D says, a creep, creep, ah, a creep squad conspiracy. I tried. And Chris Rain says, justice for Suge. I mean, I don't know if you mean for the case or for the Blue Chew ad read, but. All hey. of it. All of it. And Jay Shell isn't sure how this really works, but wanted to say hi to us. Well, thank you all so much. We are testing the Streamlabs thing. It's going well. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, what are the odds I'll be able to fill in the blanks of my ROH DVD library soon? I would imagine they'll be selling that stuff. I, I would imagine they'll wait to see if people will nostalgia buy their stuff first, and then, then it'll get marked down. Just like Impact did with the Jeff Jarrett guitars. That's, oh, that's how it'll work out. I've got time. one. I've got one. Paid 20 bucks for it. And now I've got him to agree to smash it and then sign the little pieces. And then we're going to sell them for charity. Oh, and then you actually just up to like, so when you smash the guitar, now you got more pieces to sell. Exactly. So you, it's more profit per cap. And it's more valuable. This, this why because, you on top. And, and it's more valuable because a lot of people have Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitars, but how many people have them? when it's been smashed by Jeff Jarrett himself. That's that's why you on top, man. That's why you oh. on top. That's why you're doing things. Always got to find revenue streams. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Rain says, do you see someone like AEW bringing in Dan Housen for his promos while he is hurt? Well, he's got to deal with ROH through the end of the year. Um, Cody had mentioned he and Ethan Page before the pandemic. Ethan Page is there now. Dan Housen is a much different case. Like on BTE... Dan Housen would be phenomenal. It's just you got to find a place for Dan Housen to fit within the context of the program. Dan Housen's never been like the fiend. He's been a weird guy that dresses up. Like that's right. that's his gimmick. So I think it's it's possible. It all depends on what Tony Khan's vision for him would be as well. But I could see him doing tiered stuff absolutely eventually. Um, yeah, I think it's possible. And he meets the kind of humor that they like yes. to do as far as it goes, especially because he can do the insidery humor. He could do the super over-the-top humor and everything. Like, that's 
that's the magic of Dan Housen because it's like not that not that he can't do his thing when it's time for the bell to ring, but he's that type of character yeah. where it's like you can name a million Dan Housen moments before you name a million Dan Housen matches. And I don't mean that as an insult. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, and you need more of that in wrestling. Van Twinblade says, from a theater kid who did backstage, if a cast member has a problem with, say, a costume, you fix the costume. You don't say, this is my production. Make it work. Well, this is in reference to the Bray Wyatt report that I posted yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I had seen a few Bray Wyatt reports emerge over the last few months. And quite frankly, he would dunk on them. And that ain't something you ever want with his fan base. Let me tell you that much. That is like the last thing. So I was like, okay, I've reported a few things. I've cleared up some things with some people close to him. Let me see what I can find out that seems to jive a little more with what I hear from that side of things and from the WWE side of things. And I found out quite a bit. This was on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. Never a creative direction for what Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton were doing. Two of the top guys in the company. Never a creative end game, I was told. They changed the result of the WrestleMania match two days before. Oh. Yeah, Randy Orton was supposed to have like a month or two off, and then they said, oh, by the way, you're going to team with, with Riddle. So I, I could imagine he wasn't thrilled about that. Uh, there were wrestlers that were going up and apologizing and saying they felt bad to Orton and, and Wyatt. I had heard that Wyatt was very outspoken about creative that he did not like. And as a result, quite frankly, a lot of people said Vince McMahon just didn't like him anymore as a result of that. Mm -hmm. We're in this unique situation where if in, in WWE creative, we want people to speak up. We want them to. We want them to say, this isn't good. This, this might not work too well. When they do, they get a reputation of being problematic or or having issues. Hard to work with. Hard to work with. And even if they get the opportunity, sometimes you got to camp outside Vince McMahon's office in a tent for like 10 hours. Um, I'll give you all a good example. Chelsea Green gets dunked on a lot because people say, oh, she's got all these ridiculous pitches. Well, in the event that you get into Vince McMahon's office, you better come with 20 pitches because you got to hope that at least one of them lands. So you right. got to throw every goofy piece of shit at the wall to see if it works. Fortunately for her, it did. She just got hurt when one of them stuck. When you hear this about Bray Wyatt, who was a moneymaker, like indisputable, the guy made money for them and they're saying budget cut. Well, it can't be a budget cut. And I've got wrestlers that are contacting me saying, if he was a budget cut, what the fuck will I be eventually? Oh, I mean, that's that's a sad reality of the situation. There are a lot of people who don't sell the type of merch he does that are like, what am I if he's a budget cut? So you hear all this, like what goes through your mind? So WWE is in a very, very unique situation in their rebuild, right? So WWE now more than ever handles itself like a like a corporation corporation like we knew that but especially behind the scenes like when we looked at how they're trimming the fat how they're trying to get the dollar amount to look a certain way when they do investor calls all this and all that right here's the biggest thing that i'm noticing right now and a lot of it is in relation to nxt um i think that they're in a position now where it's like okay we got all this money coming in we have these things going on um 
I remember going to do a doing extra work for them one day. And now more than ever, one of the things that one of the agents says makes more sense to me looking at this era of WWE right now. We are not a wrestling company. We just happen to be an entertainment company that has a ring in the center of it, right? So the way that they're looking at it, it's almost like, okay, if that's the case and these rumors are true, this franchise that we got over here with Bray, it's too much of a headache. We got a machine. We know what works. We, we've we made money off of people before. We will make it with somebody else. It's almost like a movie studio now. It's like, okay, if an actor's getting tough to deal with and we had a lot of money off of this franchise, screw it. We'll We'll recast the actor or we'll come up with something new. And the other thing that's tripping me out, too, is if you look at how NXT is set up nowadays because they're trying to focus more on homegrown, less on bringing in the indie, indie guys. This is the one thing, if you're talking in corporate speak, that you need to think of. A lot of the indie guys were already coming in as successes, proven money makers, get to keep their name, or they sold a name, and if worse comes to worse, they could go back to that name when they go back yes. to the indies, right? So... These are guys that when you pitch them angles they don't like, stories that don't make sense, things of that nature, they're going to speak up. They're used to speaking up, and they know they got options if something don't work out. It's like, okay, well, okay, you want to do this. I did that. I got some checks up off of you. I got some screen time. Let me go see what these other companies are talking about. Let me go overseas. Let me sit down for a while, et cetera, et cetera, right? And what really made me think hard about this was them saying that they wanted that percentage off of any outside endeavors that they did because wwe if you're like a if you're treating yourself not as a wrestling promotion but like an entertainment company like a record label it's almost like a 360 deal we've made you as they say so we deserve a cut off of all these other endeavors that you're getting involved in right so if you make all these new homegrown stars the tony d'angelo's which by the way (laughs) The man. Go get yourself something nice. Forget about it. Um, The Tony D'Angelo's, the Zion Quinn's, the Von Wagner's, all this other stuff like that. If you home grow them and make them and the WWE system is all they really know or they had like very tiny indie success and you bought them in early before they made it a career. When you blow them up and you make them an item and you say, hey, I want 30 percent of your Twitch. They're not going to argue yeah, because it's like, hey, WWE gave me everything. So I I it's hard as a wrestling fan that's been watching WWE they've been around forever all this other stuff like that it is what it is but their movements are very 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 business related now they want money they're not here to make wrestlers anymore they're here to make stars that can go to TV that can go to movies that can go to commercials that can do reality bookings music all that other stuff and they get a cut off of all of that. Right. They're diversifying the portfolio, but they're using their roster to do it. So that's why you're starting to see the indie guys or the guys that are like, well, what's going on? I feel like that's why they're starting to they're tapering off. They don't all, need- all the WWE's biggest stars dating back to the 80s. Hogan did movies. He did TV. Wasn't good at it, but he did it. Austin did TV. He eventually did movies. He just didn't like it. The Rock did it. John Cena did it. Batista did it. Like all these major, major stars. Triple H even tried it. He tried mm-hmm. it for a little while. And I do mean tried it. But uh, 
you want them to cross over. It just hasn't seemed like over the last 10 years that they've really wanted their wrestlers to do that. They, it's almost like they don't want them to be bigger than the company so they don't leave the company. But then they rely on those people that left the company to prop up all the attention on the people they have now. It's, it's a weird dichotomy. They didn't have a formula to get a cut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like they they were still trying to figure out based off of the way things were. And for a while, WWE had the indie wave going where it's like, okay, well, we'll just out ROH, ROH. And, that, and yeah. NXT was doing that pretty successfully for a while. You know what I'm saying? And it became one of those cases where um, it's like, we'll be your sports entertainment. We'll be your playing wrestling show. We'll be your super indie show with a budget. We could do all of that. You want mixed match? We do a mixed match challenge over there. You want to do this? Like they were literally trying to do everything to cater to everything. But now that they're more money-minded and focused on, not that they weren't money-minded before, yeah. but if you look at the movements that they're making now, the moment they farmed out the work, you knew it was all about what kind of money can we get all the three letters WWE? So now everything is in a, uh, to me, a flux of what can we use these letters to get money out of? And and when I look back, I mean, The Rock and WWE had their, their period of contention, like between like 2005, 2009. I, I don't know how many people remember this. The Rundown and Walking Tall, those had WWE film producer credits because he was under that deal. I, I wonder if, like, in a part of them trying to get their cut, he was like, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't work for me, brother. Not anymore, mm -hmm. it doesn't. Because he quickly became big enough to where he didn't need The Rock. You could say Dwayne Johnson, and it would be just fine. Everybody knew who he was. Man, it's it's such an interesting aspect. Uh, almost as interesting as these super chats we've got about these Blue Chew reads. Matt Olson says, get Blue Chew if you want that Suge D. Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, watching SRS's, I'm screenshotting this face. And slightly shorter swoggle says, SRS doing the Blue Chew promo has his guests cringing like they're the parents of a kid. Bob Minner, I don't know who that is. Bob Minnery did con commentary on. I don't know that. I hope that isn't inappropriate. But yeah. Van Twinblade uh, chimes in. He says, if you believe the Bray stories, uh, about being tough to work with. I got a bridge to sell you. He wasn't difficult. Vince is bad at his job. I encourage you guys to go back and listen to my interview I did with Effie because uh, Effie says a lot of, of what I think a lot of people think uh, in, in that regard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> All the time. He serves no master except himself. That, that's yeah. why I love Effie. You know you're getting the truth. He's every a brilliant time. guy. He really is. Yes. Marketing degree. Yeah. Oh, very, very smart guy. <laughs> could could do whatever he wanted, but by any means. Uh, we've got uh, a super chat saying, "You changed how I saw AEW versus WWE. I used to be bothered when people were biased, but you, but the way you, you explained it changed my view. I don't know if this is meant for me or him, but ultimately, we report the news objectively. But I can enjoy a show to any level in which I choose. If I think that Raw sucks, I don't have to pretend it doesn't to be fair." To WWE, I can think the show sucks. It's subjective entertainment. Uh, we've got throwback saying Vince is out of touch in some instances. Other times he hits a home run. The inconsistent creative of WWE is why I'm turned off to them at times. ROH forever, one of the best promotions. So I'm gonna segue this. Actually, okay. I'll yeah, I'll segue this into 
Louis Dangor's terrible AEW idea. Did you happen to catch this? I, I, okay. I'm, I'm a, uh, I like to refer to myself as kind of like a hermit tweeter from time to time. I, I, I live on my little island of wholesomeness from time to time. I drop my comments. And in some cases where it just don't make sense to comment, I stay out of it and I talk about it in DMs. But yes, I saw it. Yes, I saw it. So I'll read it to you guys because I know you all didn't. First off, I want to say I love Louis Dangor. He does great. Uh, Don't give me a Twitter at 21 years old. For the love of God, I would have said far more ridiculous shit (laughs) than what he said. He said, I'm going to get smoked for this, but hear me out. Hangman. Hangman Page should beat Kenny Omega for the AEW title at full gear. I read that and I said, hot What's take, the take right? hot take, Louis. <laughs> then he says, the next week in his home state, he should issue an open challenge and lose the title to MJF. I'd say give them what they want and then take it. I say, Shug, fuck that. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, this is the type of thing, like, I'll give you an example. Before Becky Lynch returned to face Bianca Belair, WWE swerved their audience by having Carmella come out. Why? Because they wanted us to think, here's WWE booking like shit again. And then we were all surprised and happy that Becky came out. And then they booked like shit again right after that. I don't think that making a habit of this type of thing would be a good idea. I don't think doing this would be a good idea. I had people in the company who said, this is terrible, this idea. They think it would get heat on AEW instead of MJF, as if MJF needs it. What do you think of this take? Ooh, this was this is the one I was gonna uh this was the danger question right here. Cause it's like I feel like I can't win no matter how I answer, but like I ain't worried about it. So um okay <laughs> and I, I i gotta give i gotta give a uh, shout out to my man uh lewis too by the way because i've interviewed with him too love great him. dude love it okay i understand why he said what he yes. said because it's one of them cases where you get the high of oh my god hangman did it and then it's like you're setting up the new trial for him to overcome like right away, right? So you got a bit of a double-edged sword because immediately when he laid out what the booking was in the tweet, it had the Vince fingerprints all over it. Like this is something that yeah. this is something that you would see on Monday nights. So as an AEW fan, you're immediately rejecting this. No, we don't fuck with that. If you're a jaded WWE fan. No, we don't fuck with that. That's the shit that we tired of seeing right now. Yada, yada. Um, Mechanically, I don't necessarily have an issue with it because storytelling wise, it's never when the baby achieves something. Like we, we're there for the achievement, but it's like we're always waiting on the next mountain to climb, right? So I think that's almost too immediate how we get to that next mountain to climb. I know people have been waiting for Hangman for a long time to be able to get this. So I think what they're trying to get at is, can the dude at least, you know, get to walk his walk, talk his talk with the title for a little bit before we go ahead and we make the switch off. Um, That said, it's a lot of 
quote unquote trust in the storytelling. But we're in an unprecedented time right now because the feedback is instant. It used to be a time where if you didn't like what a booking decision was, you had to write a letter into such and such magazine and it was probably kayfabed or whatever it is when you saw it. Or you complained on a message board and the message board was this super closed group of people who were in on what was going on. Now Twitter is for everybody and there's metrics for Twitter and all this other stuff. So if enough people say the same thing, then people are going to feel a certain type of way as Lewis, Lewis found out because they ratioed the hell out of his ass. Like I sure did. You, you would have thought he said like, I'm about to go up to the highest mountain and take a sniper rifle and shoot hangman page. Like he's going to shoot hangman page or something like that. It's like, he, he did not deserve that. No, what he got, like the ratio that he got, but that does let me know. He, he deserved the ratio. He just didn't deserve the, the vitriol that came with it. He, he deserved, deserved the ratio. Yes. Let's ratio some serious, some 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 real serious issues, okay? I ain't see ratios that bad on some shit that we should have been ratioing people for, but it is what it is. What I'm getting at is that does tell me one thing. AEW is back in the right horse yes. when it comes to the guy to unseat Kenny. Pun, because, pun intended. True. There we go. Be, because people showed up for that post to let it be known. Fuck that. Paige needs to win and Paige needs to hold on to it. So it proved that people cared. Yes. People cared. So to me, I think that's the most important takeaway from that. MJF, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when on the championship. That's It's as simple as that. <laughs> Fat Pirlo says, yeah, they should have Paige lose the title in Dark Elevation. Get it off of him in two days. <laughs> Elevation, uh, my guy? Delo says, I say you can do that with Miro, not MJF. So I, I don't want to see that, but that does open up a question as well. Moxley, unfortunately, will not be continuing in this tournament for That's obvious right. reasons. Uh, I'm able, says, do you think CM Punk could replace Moxley, have Kingston interfere? setting up their feud even more. I'm I'm obviously who replaces Moxley and what they do there. I'm just glad the guy got help, but there, there is a question mark there. AEW does have a habit of making sense of things. Like what, what do you think might happen here? Uh, I mean, Miro seems like a good idea to throw in there as well. And I could think of far worse matches than Miro versus Brian Danielson in the finals of a tournament as well. Oh yeah, that would be that would be sexy. That would be very yes. sexy. Um, for the record, too, by the way, I just want to throw something out before I answer your question. Um, I think some people get caught up on the wrong thing sometimes when it comes to the art of storytelling. Sure. Um, just because you have a long title reign doesn't mean it was a good title reign. Sometimes, like I know some people are like, exactly. can Paige have it for like a long time? Um, there's people that have had hella long title reigns. I forgot they even happened. Yeah. Um. And then you got Mick Foley, who all his title reigns probably were like less than a month and a half when it was all said and done. When you added I, all his WWE, I remember. Title reigns. I remember his title win. I remember Lex Luger's title win before he lost it five days later. I remember Every Sting's. I remember Sting at Starcade, and they they like stripped the title right after that. Right. Like let's, you make you are making moments uh, ultimately. Yeah. Let's make a let's make a moment. And sometimes when you look back on the stuff. You ain't gonna talk about the rain. You gonna talk about the fact that they even had it in the first place. But I digress. That's that's different stories. As far as like the replacement factor goes, the beauty 
at the very least. Like, I have no idea who AEW would put in that spot. I would love for them to redo Eddie in the spot, to be honest with you. But the beauty of AEW's situation is this is the Simpsons reference where he's got, like, the baseball team and it's all all all-stars. And he's like, he just point at one of them and tell him to go hit a home run. AEW's bench is deep as hell. So no matter who they get to take Mox's spot, None of it feels like a downgrade. You got Miro, you got CM Punk, you got Eddie Kingston. You could take a shot on a number of people that are already there that are on the roster to begin with, and none of it feels like a step down. That's how like strong they put their roster together. And um, honestly, I'm just excited to see who they do it with. I know Tony's very big on uh, getting on Twitter and letting people know what they're in for or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. This is honestly one of the times I don't say anything. I just, you need to tune in to find Mis- out. Mystery Vortex it. I think if AEW right. or WWE did like a Mystery Vortex show like PWG, I think it'd be awesome. Like just throw a couple people out there that we haven't even thought of that we, you could possibly match up here and here and there. And I think it and works really well. And plus they've got the forbidden door. So if they did do a Mystery Vortex, you've seen the, the left field <laughs> stuff they put out there. Like we've had Hoovy. We've had Gage. We've had all sorts of people. Jeff Cobb just popped through to pop through. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, like, anything's anything's possible. So, like, yes, if there was ever a company that could get away with doing something like that yeah. on TV, most definitely AEW. Dante V says, SRS is live on YouTube roasting people on Twitter. Amazing. Well, I mean, when people say, don't do an interview with Sean, do an interview with me because I don't have an agenda, and they follow me, and they have, like, 10 <laughs> subscribers, it ain't hard to roast them. I've got earbuds in. I've got eyes. I can see everything that Suge's doing. He's not over here trying to sell dick pills behind my back or something. Oh, wait. I wasn't trying to sell those, period, sir. I did not know there was going to be an ad for that. But they be coming for you extra hard, man. Like, they be mad about the paywall. They mad about the fact, like, like, they be wishing, like, ill on you, dude. I mean, here's the thing. I'm never, and I mean never, a dick to somebody unless they're a dick first. Maybe sometimes I don't get the sarcasm and I am, but I will never be a dick to somebody unless they are to me first. The paywall, I didn't want to do a damn paywall, but you know what? Everybody on our staff got raises and promotions because of that paywall. Back to back to back years. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if if you haven't done anything, just don't come for me. Just don't do it. I, I try to stay within my depth. That's why I don't get roasted that much on Twitter anymore. I'm not pulling Louis Dangors anymore. Like I just I stay within my depth and I just I just don't even bother. Tyrone Kidd says, why not Orange Cassidy make BD bring it out of him? Uh, I mean, you know, that would that would be interesting too. They protect him an awful lot though. They really do. Like, well, with that kind of gimmick, you can't you can't just let them show out all the time. Yes, but it can't just be all skit all the time. Now that they know that he can wrestle, so it's got to be nuanced with how you use them, or it's got to be the right angle when you're doing stuff. It's like the Jericho angle was hasn't even been a year yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And he was working his ass off during that angle, and the promos were getting it too. I thought there was going to be more to come of that after that angle, but like. Now he's kind of like, you know, I'm just chilling with the best friends or whatnot. But I feel like when that time comes, it'll come. But a lot of times you just got to have that slow burn on it. Also, public service announcement. 
SRS said, if you come for the king, you best not miss. Okay? I mean, That's what he's saying. Cash all, all you got to do is not be a dick to me. It costs zero dollars to bitch at me or to not bitch at me on Twitter. If, if you don't like the paywall, it doesn't cost anything to shut the fuck up about it. He said you ain't chewing enough blue that had a stroke to be able to come for him. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to be a dick. That's all it takes. We got a couple more super chats. Razor says, just doing your job. Hey, I got a cool job. I will never lose sight of that. There are also people that are like, why do you watch it if you don't like it? Because I'd rather watch dog shit wrestling than do anything else. I get to watch wrestling for a job? Come on. I don't even care okay. if it's bad. But at least you're objectively reporting. Mm -hmm. the, the stuff that kills me on the Twitter box is like you look at the accounts and it's like, all, like, do you like anything about this show that you watch weekly? Like, like, yeah. okay. I like at one point I used to religiously watch the show Burn Notice. Okay. Loved I like Burn yeah. Notice. Good show, right? Um, if Burn Notice had a season where it started sucking, which it didn't, but if it had a season that I did not like and I start to not feel it. I'm not going to subject myself to it yes. just because every week I'm going to stop and be like, if somebody asked me, it just got whack. I'm tired of it. You know what pissed me off about Burn Notice? I love that show. Quite frankly, I didn't watch like TV besides sports and wrestling before mm -hmm. Burn Notice. I caught it on after Raw, and I loved it. It was awesome. It's like New Age MacGyver with a spy. And then after a few seasons, I was like, okay, I get it. A new boss every year. And I stopped watching it. So last year, I was depressed during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, I'm going to familiarize myself with some things that made me happy. Watched Burn Notice. Picked up. I went through, watched it all. And then I got to the point where I stopped watching. And it's, it kicked ass again. It started to kick ass immediately when I stopped watching. And I was like, son of a bitch. Son Bro, it's bitch. Bruce, Bruce Campbell is involved. Why would you stop watching? If, if, the only time you stop watching is if they said they killed Bruce Campbell, and they yeah. did not. They didn't. They didn't. Got a couple more super chats before we wrap up. Mr. CJ Lilly says, any guy, any news on when uh, Alexa's coming back? She's teasing so much. It has to be soon. Did you see the fans dress like her over Halloween? I saw it because she retweeted all of them. Good on her. That's She is wonderful to her fan base. Don't know when she's coming back, but hope it's soon for her sake. And Joel Wood says, JR said in the past, the best way to talk to Vince is to converse, not confront. I often wonder which applies to Bray. Well, it's hard to tell because a lot of times when you get to talk to Vince, you've been waiting outside of his office for three or four hours. And by then you might feel like confronting even when you didn't, when you uh, showed up. Shug, tell the people where they can follow you. This show is kicked ass. Thank you, man. Um... At Sugar Dunkerton on Twitter, um, at Sugar Dunkerton, F-A-S-H-O, that's pronounced Sugar Dunkerton for show on Instagram. Um, I have one of those pro wrestling tees gimmicks, so prowrestlingtees.com slash Sugar Dunkerton, where you can get a Wholesome Gang shirt from the actual CEO of Wholesome Gang. Anybody else that sells one is, is fronting on you, like, say, Faye Jackson. Do you, okay. ever, get, do you ever get shirt bots that pop up? Oh, the ones where they, they they already bootlegging your stuff? Yes. And stuff like that. I, I've had it happen like once during the Pineapple Pete era. That definitely that definitely yeah. came up. Like I was like, oh wow, this this is for true. This is this is yes. wow. Like this is a different level, you know. So uh we've got that. 
I'm trying to think of anything. I'm trying to think of anything else that I might want to uh, point. Oh, um, I am a Spice Apple branded athlete. So www.spiceapplebath.com. Use the code SUGD20 to save 20% off of all the items, which includes body butters and oils and things. As you could tell, you know, um, my camera kind of grainy and I don't have no ring light, but my my skin be saying moisturized and silky cocoa butter smooth like Puff Daddy be talking about. And that's because um, I care about myself. I care about my luxuriousness and preserving my sexy and Spice Apple Bath uh, helps with that considerably. Yes. People just sent in super chats as I was wrapping up the show and giving you your plugs and all that stuff. Robert says, third live stream I caught from Fightful. Best one yet. I even witnessed the historical Fightful screw job. I mean. Y'all set me up. I do it to everybody. Gerard Ryan says, any update on Debbie Morrissey re-signing with Impact? I have asked. I'm going to find out. His deal was through October. He said that he wanted to re-sign. What about Bronson or ROH talent coming to Impact? They had Bronson booked. He said it was because of visa issues. They told Impact told talent that they overbooked and unbooked him. So. I don't know what the hell happened there. Ooh, uh, but what a scenario. He's got interest from New Japan as well. Jake Kohler says, money for my favorite shill. I owe you for all the quality content you've been putting out, SRS. Hey, you don't owe me anything but your views, and I appreciate that. Uh, Dennis says, thoughts on FTR logo and elevation looking oddly Fightful-esque. Guys, I hate this logo. This this logo that's <laughs> right, right down here. I hate that logo. I did not design that. I don't like it. It looks like a Fear Factory logo. It looks like a Foo Fighters logo. It looks like the Throwdown logo from all the MMA gear that I used to wear in the in the 2000s. I don't like that logo. In case you haven't noticed, I designed a bunch of merch that doesn't have that logo. So there you go. Two things. Uh, Two take things. it, FTR. One, you could, I was about to say, one, you could always pay for somebody to change that if you hate it so much. I didn't know you hated it so much. We've got a team. So I I don't own Fightful. Jimmy Van owns Fightful. I mean, I own part part of it now. And he loves it. He's attached to it. Like, I hated the name, too. Now I like Fightful, the name, because it it stands for something else besides goofy name. Um, But I design a lot of stuff or have stuff designed that, isn't the traditional black and red dark colors that you see on every wrestling shirt. Like I want, I I want some other stuff. So uh, if FTR wants to take this logo, this specific logo, (laughs) they can use that if they want. Plus I I like them. So, so you're not even on no cease and desist tip. You're like, here, take it, please, please have it. We, we, we sent a legal threat to, to another person in the media media recently that was stealing our stealing our shit and trying to get one off like that but other than that no not at all i don't care i mean there there have been wrestlers that have been like hey if you send me a shirt i'll wear it on this this and this and we'll send them one we don't care we don't now my second thing was oh my god so you wore all like that affliction and like american fighter stuff you were wearing rock revival jeans too weren't you so let me let me explain something about that. Yes, I did, but I was deep in the MMA culture then, and I regret it now. American Fighter started a lot different. American Fighter's logo used to be an American Pie logo, just as American Fighter. And they mm-hmm. made really badass like rash guards and, and shorts and stuff, and I wore the hell out of those. Rich Franklin used to own it. Then at some point, they were like, you know what we could do? We could target rednecks that shop at Buckle in the mall. 
and they did, and it worked. So my goal is to have a series of different Fightful shirts, the, the quirky podcast shirts that are inside jokes, good fashionable ones. Then I want to target the rednecks that shop at Buckle that are like, hell, I'm Fightful. I'll fight anybody and buy shit off of Facebook. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I live people. in Georgia. So, yes, I I'm, yeah. I can walk up and down the road and find five, five American fighter shirts, and not a single person has taken a grappling class. They haven't taken a striking class. They don't know what that came from. They, I, they learned striking from the, the good old trailer parks. Oh, buddy, you don't know how many times people would come into my boxing class and they'd be like, yeah, I boxed before with my cousin, them Hulk hands in the backyard. Yeah, okay, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Because you got to remember, first you got your ninja chop, then you yes. got your Judy chop, okay? And you don't need to go ninja and nobody that don't need no ninja. And you know what I'm saying? You got to oh know the difference. Gosh. Okay? Right. Oh. Roll Tide. Chris Rains, thank you for the super chat. He says, you and Sugar killing it. Loving the conversation. Well, let me tell you, we are definitely going to have him back on. This is one of my favorite shows I've done of late. Support this man. Guys, I'll be on Fightful Select after this, answering questions for about 10, 15 minutes. Come join me. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.